Barstow's High School Sports Weekly. I'm Bob Adams. And I'm Rex Brewer. And uh, Rex, we've had quite a week of sports here. And uh, it seemed like it was down for a couple of weeks on account of the holidays, but uh, bounced back pretty strong. Yeah, after the holidays, it picked up, and uh, there's been a lot of sports. I know that uh, things have been going on that I've had to announce and things. Uh, after the holiday break, it really took off <laughs> in, a, in a fast pace. Um, some of these sports are rapidly coming to a close. Wrestling, uh, another couple of weeks. Uh, swimming, another couple, three weeks. Uh, girls basketball, another week, ten days. And yeah, they had uh, the sectional draw already, didn't they? Uh, they haven't had the sectional draw yet. It might be this week or next, yeah. but uh, it'll it'll be coming up here pretty quick. So, uh, you know, we're going to be at the end of January, and uh, we're going to be down to one or two winter sports here real quick. And uh, we usually have a break about, uh, uh, well, the boys play till the end of February. So, you know, March into about the middle of April when the, uh, they get out and start playing baseball and softball. And yeah, counting this, track and stuff. counting this week, wrestling sectional is – there's this week there's nothing next week is con- the following week is conference and the following week is sectional yeah. so three weeks yeah so it's wrapping up per pretty quick mm-hmm. and you look out and of course you couldn't look out today and see it but uh, you look out and see all the snow mm-hmm. and the cold and deal with cold temperatures you don't hardly think about spring but uh, according to the high school sports schedule it's not that far off i think girls basketball sectional is one week after wrestling yeah. sectional isn't it yeah, see, the the ACAC, usually they go about 10 days to two weeks after the ACAC. So, but it is winding up pretty quick. Well, we'll take a look at the week that was. This is the uh, Woodca- Woodcrest Weekend Review. Uh, boys swimming last Thursday. It was Bluffton 109, South Adams 73 winners. The 200 MR, it was South Adams. The 200 free was Reef from Bluffton. 200 IM lease from Bluffton. 50 50 free Colbert from South Adams, diving kit from Bluffton, 100 fly Yoder from South Adams, 100 free Colbert from South Adams, 500 free Reef of Bluffton, 200 free relay South Adams, 100 backstroke lease of Bluffton, 100 breaststroke ringer of Bluffton, and a 400 free relay was won by Bluffton. Girls about the same results. It was Bluffton 95, South Adams 84, 200 MR went to South Adams, a 200 free went to Schreiber of Bluffton, 200 IM went to Polar of Bluffton, 50 free went to Lefevre of South Adams, Diving went to Grabball of South Adams, 100 fly went to Von Gunton of South Adams, 200 free uh, relay went to Bluffton, the 100 backstroke went to Stefan of Bluffton, the 100 breaststroke went to Bailey of South Adams, and the 400 FR went to South Adams. Wrestling, it was Adam Central taking out Homestead, kind of got a little revenge on last year's loss, 42-26. Uh, AC winners were 120 Moser, 126 Schaefer, 132 Leiter, 145 Schwaller, 152 Macklin, 160 Bates, 182 Ferrote, 195 Berlanga, and 220 Schum. And uh, Belmont wrapped up the NE8 with a 34-27 win over Huntington North. And Rex, I believe you guys did that match. Yeah, we covered that match. And uh, going into the match, we thought that uh, Belmont uh, was going to be defeated. Huntington North got a very strong team in Several weight classes. Belmont has some injuries and some sicknesses, but uh, it uh, come down to the wire, and a couple of kids stepped up and uh, pulled out the victory, and uh, they'd sealed it before the last match was was uh, there. Huntington North couldn't catch them, but uh, it's a good match. Belmont winners: one thirty-eight Mason Bearcolder, one forty-five Carter Seifring, one fifty-two John Rubel, one sixty Joel Laughlin, one seventy Lucas Yanagol, two eighty-five Braden Shaw, and one hundred six Carson Everett. Friday night was girls basketball as Heritage over Adams Central 47-43. Belmont beat Columbia City 54-28. Grace Hunter, as a junior, broke 1,000 points in that game. Yeah, Bob, and I told you, it's not as easy to stop a game and give somebody a 1,000-point ball as you'd think it'd be. 
uh, we had all kind of interruptions and couldn't get the game stopped. And when the uh, uh, the uh, girl down at South Adams set the new scoring record, the coach called timeout immediately. Yeah. That's one way to stop it. But uh, yeah, it is kind of tough to stop it otherwise. Well, I, I don't think the coaches uh, realized that she'd scored that many points. I mean, Grace had eight points and. They were kind of thinking she was close. Well, she stole the ball and popped a three-pointer, and then everybody was like, oh, my gosh, she, she got there, and they weren't expecting it. So uh, they got stopped in the, during then, the quarter break we had. Then, then she stole it again and yeah. scored. Yeah, so, so she was at – she was at uh, 1,002. <laughs> 1,002 by the time we actually got stopped. Well, so. you know, she's the only th – the third player in the county to break as a junior. Uh, Seth Colclasure, Natalie Young, and, and now Grace Hunter, all as, uh, as juniors. It's – Fair, it's. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, it's not totally unheard of, but it is fairly uncommon to break it as a. Junior. Well, I know my my son-in-law's grandfather, uh, Big Joe Wilder, scored a thousand points uh, as boys way back when we didn't have three pointers. Yeah. You know how many times you got to put in a hoop if you're not getting three? <laughs> I mean, a lot of these kids now are hitting three pointers, but uh, you know, two pointer is a hard way to get there. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you're Damon Bailey, and I I think his team went to the state final three out of four years that he played, and they were in the regional the uh, the other year, so. You pick up a lot of extra games that mm -hmm. way. And, uh, you know, a lot of these kids, I know uh, Joe Wilder, uh, they never got beyond the sectional. So it's, that makes it even tougher because you're only playing 20, 22 games a year that way. Yeah. Oh, let's see where we at here. Norwell beat Leo 53-38. South Adams over Southern Wells 60-43. Saturday night it was boys basketball. Columbia City beat Belmont again 64-53. Jay County over Adams Central. We had that game 43-52. Norwell 50, Leo 44. Delta 67, South Adams 41, Heritage 44, Southern Wells 23, Woodland uh, beat Bluffton, or no, I'm sorry, Bluffton beat Woodland 51-42. The uh, main event was uh, Saturday, and it was Chesterton 60, Belmont 24, Mishawaka 55, Belmont 18, Bloomington South 39, Belmont 27. Belmont did pick up two wins in that one, 43-33 over Adams Central, and 41 to 33 over Delta, and you were telling me that uh, they had some injuries and some people gone, and and you 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 kind of thought they might go 0 and 5 that day. Yeah, Car Car um, Caden Freet is injured and will probably come back about conference time. But then they had two of the other varsity guys had to flu that that were not at the uh, Huntington North match either. So uh, they were taking a beating, and they were putting some young kids in there that never wrestled varsity before against some of the main teams in the state. It's not a good time to be the first time you wrestle varsity. <laughs> Yeah, come on, son. We want you to wrestle, wrestle the number three wrestler in the state. They were able to pick up a win over your alma mater, uh, Delta, Delta High School. And uh, Delta program is down a little bit uh, in the past years, but uh, since they closed Muncie South, all the guys that used to referee their matches when they were Muncie South guys, their kids all go to Delta now, and those guys have stepped in and kind of helped bolster that uh, program. And Delta's, Delta's program starting to come back. I mean, they, they wrestled – Pretty well on Saturday, but only because those guys, all those guys that were Southside studs back in the day, have uh, kind of helped put their efforts into bringing that t team back. You know, I would imagine. Uh, of course, everybody knows the Muncie school system's a mess. The state's taking them over. Uh, the field house has fallen in. Just all kinds of problems down there. And I would imagine that the schools surrounding Muncie, Yorktown, even Cowan and Daleville, we know Monroe Central, Wapahani, and even Delta are picking up some of those those Muncie yep. South students because you can go basically you can go any place you want and uh, they all have to provide their own transportation once it gets so far away and I think they eliminated transportation uh, bus transportation in Muncie anyway so why not if you're going to have to get in your car and drive why not go someplace you want and they that that Muncie Central and, and Muncie Southside rivalry 
had been there since 1963, mm-hmm. and that's something hard to break. Now all of a sudden you're asking kids to to you know to go to a school where they hate each other. Yeah, I know that when Yorktown was having their powerhouse days, uh, one of their main assistant coaches uh, had to leave that program, and he went to Daleville, and now Daleville is starting to pick up. Um, they he was one of the guys that helped not recruit but encourage kids to go to other schools <laughs> and uh, i think that uh trend uh, now like trent mccormick is retiring from yorktown i i see the power shift uh between daleville and cowan and uh, a couple of those county schools starting to get yeah. a little bit bigger i've noticed over the last year or so yorktown has kind of not fallen off the map but they're not the team that they used to be yeah they've their feeder program has kind of died out their junior high program is not as strong and uh um trent mccormick uh his his wife is the superintendent of state superintendent of schools and is living in Annapolis. Uh, it's time for him 30 years. He's retiring after this season and to move to Indianapolis to be with his family. Tuesday night, uh, it was ACAC basketball, Jake County over Southern Wells, 43-35. We had Bluffton and South Adams. It was Bluffton 47, South Adams 40. And just a couple of months ago, South Adams had beaten Bluffton. Heritage played uh, Woodland, beat them 53-44. And so that this is boys. So that means that uh, Bluffton will play Heritage tomorrow night. That's where we will be at. And uh, our sister station down in Portland will be at the Jay County and South, or excuse me, Jay County Adams Central games. Uh, Wayne beat Norwell last night, 48-44. Girls basketball, it was uh, Belmont 70, Northside 38. Belmont improves to 15 and 300 with another 17. Bob, I, I was I announced the girls' games, and I was there, and I can guarantee you that Northside's girls' team had zero fans there. There was not one person there to cheer those Seriously. girls on, and it was, it was sad. I mean, those girls, they work hard, and they play – you know, they play a good basketball game, and they had zero fans there. Now, I know that there was a snow snow day, and the weather was bad. Um, they had a two-hour delay, but still, you who is not going to watch your children and grandchildren yeah. play basketball? They had n- not one fan. We have gone up to Fort Wayne schools at different times. A couple of them draw pretty well, a couple of them that have, that have, that have good teams. But we've been up to Wayne. We've been to Southside uh, to do games. And basically, you could a shoot, you could shoot a shotgun off in four different directions and not hit anybody. It was it was not it was except visiting fans. It was not encouraging for the team. I, I can no. guarantee that. Um, uh, the girls ACAC South Adams beat Bluffton forty five forty one, and uh, they did it with uh, Worcester on the bench for m- much of the game as she was in foul trouble. Jay County beat Southern Wells, doubled the score sixty two thirty one, and the Heritage girls beat the Woodland girls thirty six to 33 that was the week that was in high school uh sports and uh, rex we got a couple of different candidates this week for our uh, player of the uh, player of the week uh, i thought we'd go with grace hunter for a th- uh, for hitting a thousand but you had uh, well i have to totally agree with that. i was there and watched it i mean i've been the announcer for girls basketball for about 10 years now and there was years that um i think three years in a row where i never saw him win a game at home and to watch him take that program to where they're at now is really gratifying and i'm a couple years ago it was a lot of grace hunter but she has enough players around her that have really made that team better so she didn't have to work so hard we did a game earlier that she had maybe eight or ten points but had like eight assists yeah and so she makes you know she's got some good players i mean they've got a really strong starting five there Mm -hmm. she's got good players around her she doesn't need to score a ton of points 
uh, like she had to in the in the uh, early earlier days. Yeah, they made they made a report the other night. Uh, I think she was one one point away from a triple double. Yeah, the other night. She so had, she does a lot, but I think uh, the main thing, you know, great players make other players look better. You know, and Emily, that's what she does. Emily Fillings come along. Uh, Buzik's come along. Uh, uh, Alyssa Selking that's helping the middle. Uh, Kinsey Hyman. They they have a really solid five, six, seven people. Um, they go deep into the bench, probably three, three, four into the bench that are pretty solid. They don't lose much when she come, when they take the far, some of the first five out. But uh, I've seen that program really come a long way, and I'm I'm glad for Andy Heim. And I, I sent a message off to him. And if anybody's listening, I uh, put a bug in his ear, return my text. Uh, I'm trying to get them to come up next week as our special guests. Okay. And uh, Rex, your idea for a special guest was a kid that had a great uh, wrestling Saturday. Yeah, Kyle Lawson for Belmont at 126 in a in a pretty heavy weight class. Uh, Pretty heavily loaded weight class. Went five and zero on a day. Um, Kyle wrestled very well. We we saw the two matches he wrestled had a had a pin and a major decision and went on uh, went five and zero in a day. So I think Grace's uh, career to take her to a thousand points is very admirable. And I think as a one day event, I think Kyle Lawson had a very good uh, event to be a player week. And you know, since there's no monetary award, you and I can give as many as we want. Yeah, out. that is true. <laughs> We can do with what we We make. could give Steve Gagel one, too. Yeah, so He deserves one. Yeah, player of the yeah. Week. There you, go. there you go. Well, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back uh, with an interview I had with uh, coach, uh, former coach and former athletic director Rick Minnick right after this. Back once again to Hitcher Soves High School Sports Weekly. Rex, I had a chance this week. Uh, we, we did a ball game at, uh, at Adams Central that uh, – I didn't have on my schedule for some reason, and I heard Tony announce it Friday morning, and it was Saturday evening, so luckily I did well, hear that. I was going to say, when I brought the equipment back to you after a wrestling match, you said, uh, I don't need it back, and then you text me. It's like, I guess I need that equipment back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I found out I had a ball game to do. Uh, it was at Adam Central. It was Adam Central in Jay County, and um, I was I was looking for somebody to help me out, and as I was walking in, Rick Minnick was walking out, and uh, kind of asked him what he was doing. He said, well, I come to see the new scoreboard. And they got one of those new fancy scoreboards that shows the points and the fouls and stuff for each player. Really nice. And I said, well, why don't you come help me? And uh, he wanted to go home and get cleaned up a little bit. And so he came back and helped me. And it, it's, it's real interesting. He's one of my favorite all-time people. I mean, absolutely favorite all-time people. And uh, he's, he's having some, some uh, uh, dealing with some very, very serious family problems right now. Um, and a lot of people that know him know know what's going on, so uh, you know I, I don't need to repeat it. But anyway, uh, he agreed to help me, and and he come up, and it was like old home week. The old uh, uh, AD at, at Jay County come to talk to him. Uh, I think his name's Don Don Ford, and uh, the referees come over and chatted with him because he'd hired him before, as, you know, as, as, as an AD. And uh, so when he he finally got on the air, we had some some interesting conversations. And this, this interview we're playing is, is about some of the changes at uh, Adams Central. And you've got to realize uh, Rick Minnick uh, graduated, I think, a year after I did. He graduated in 1970. So the school itself has gone through many, uh, many, many changes. Uh, the athletic fields have gone through many, many changes. Uh, and, of course, probably the thing he's most prou- proudest of is that locker room at the football field that uh, – he he absolutely hated using those porta potties during yep. you know when when they were out there. He he mentioned that every time we talked practically, and so uh, that was one of his favorite. And and basically that was all done with with donations and volunteer labor. And uh, I know I went down a, uh, and uh, had to go south of town one day to unlock the uh, 
architect's vehicle so he could get down there because even <laughs> he was a he was an AC grad and he he donated his services. So Rick had talked to all these people and and uh, he was a one man band raising raising funds and 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 getting people to help and and uh, it, the community really come together to support that. Of course, they you know they obviously support their their teams. Uh, We've, we've seen years where, you know, the Adam Central ball teams have won very few games and they still have nice crowds there. And so they still get the fans in and the fans are there for the kids and so on. Uh, anyway, we had this conversation about what's going on there now. They've got this, uh, like Belmont, it's not quite as big as a Belmont uh, uh, building project. Uh, but it's it's for Adam Central, it's a pretty good size. They're, they're building a new field house. And uh, Rick describes it in this uh, in this interview, and we'll listen to that right now. While you were here, there were a lot of big things going on, and, and I know you're really proud of the uh, the uh, locker room and the bathrooms out there on the football field, but uh, they're, they're doing some amazing things here now. First of all, we've, we've got a new scoreboard down here that shows the, the players with the fouls and the points, which is which is great. But the, probably the biggest thing coming up, and you said it would be probably be about a year before it's ready, they're building a new field house here, and from the drawings, if it's anything like the drawings, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. And, you know, the elementary over here, the old section was, was built in the uh, yeah in the 50s and definitely needed to be replaced. So it's going to make great for the elementary. The additions are going to be great. And uh, I think Adam Central's got a lot to be proud of. And I wish luck to everybody. And I'm glad that uh, I'm not in charge of the building program. But, Rick, they may want you to get a road grader and create some more parking out back there as they're, they're eating up some of the parking. And that, that might be a, a problem as, as uh, there's been a lot of uh, events go on here where those parking lots are fairly full. The thing is we, uh, we're very proud here at Adam Central because everything we have, whether it's kinder, uh, elementary programs or whatever we have, the parking lots are full. So uh, we'll worry about that, and hopefully uh, it doesn't take any of the outside facilities and uh, – Make parking lots. I understand the, uh, the the secondary gym is going to be turned into classrooms, and they're keeping this gym. Is that correct? This gym is going to stay. Uh, the other gym will. It's it's changing, and I I looked at the program, but the new facility is going to go behind the present building we have here. So that's why that whole area is going to be a building back here. It's torn up now with the asphalt. So definitely, you know, Belmont's got a big project. We have a big project. South Adams is doing renovation. But, you know, as time goes on, we get older, and so does the buildings. The so buildings. we have to keep up with everything. They can replace the uh, buildings, but it's hard to change our age in above. <laughs> it is. And, uh, you know, Rick, uh, Adams Central, the oldest consolidation in the, in the, uh, in the county, and one of the oldest ones in the state as far as that goes, uh, uh, Belmont and South Adams both came in about the same time. But those buildings are 50 years old now. Right. South Adams and, and uh, Belmont both. So, uh, and, you know, ours, I, and our, ours was built, I think, in the earlier 50, 53, 52, 53. Yeah. So you figure how old these buildings are that are still standing. They're another out. 10, 15 years older than the uh, Belmont right. and South Adams buildings. And No, we're very proud of it, and I'm glad that uh, it's being done, and I'm looking forward to seeing the new facility. That was a former football coach and, and uh, AD Rick Minnick and, and – uh, Said that was the first ball game he'd been to in two years. Really? And he, well, you know, he's he's one of those kind of guys. He didn't want his presence interfering with what the other AD was doing. And mm -hmm. uh, I heard those two guys talk, and they seemed to get along really well. Josh Dahmer and uh, 
they, I, you know, I, I, I really think, honestly think that they really picked another winner in, in Josh Stalmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, very helpful, uh, uh, very friendly, gracious individual, and anything that we've needed, he has, he has gotten for us. Yeah, I, we, we went through a couple spells there a little bit of short time, and uh, I think it's a lot better now. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We won't mention the other yeah. individual, but uh, we do. Both of us get along better with the. With the I think Josh. <laughs> Josh does a great job. Uh, I think Mac did a good job when Mac was in there, but uh, Mac advanced up to a higher level, and uh, I, I think Josh does a real good job. And you rely on him a lot. To you call him and say, Josh, I need a guest for tonight, and next thing you know, somebody from Amherst Central will show up. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes a little difficult. We run into some problems with the flu and stuff today, and and uh, sometimes a little difficult to get people up here. But uh, uh, but we know. know that our fans just love to listen to you and I sit. And there talk you for go. We can, of course, we can hour. we can sit here and talk. We are going to come back and talk. Uh, I think we'll do it from the archives. We'll talk a little bit about the ACAC tourney because it is one of the oldest tourneys in the state. Uh, but I think first we'll uh, take a break and come back right after this. Did a monkey pick your pocket and steal your keys? Did a bomo scare Welcome back to Hitzer Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. And now it's time for the Adams County, the Adams Memorial Hospital preview. On Thursday the 11th, tomorrow night, in boys basketball, it's the ACAC as ACE at Jay County, Bluffton at Heritage. In girls basketball, it's the ACAC, as AC will take on Jay County there. South Adams at Heritage. In swimming, swimming, Angola at AC, Bluffton at Manchester, Coldwater, Ohio at South Adams. In Friday night, boys basketball, it's Norwell at Belmont. Saturday, January 13th, in girls basketball, it'll be Belmont girls traveling to Norwell for a big uh, conference matchup there. ACAC finals at South Adams will happen that night. In wrestling, the Adams Central Invitational will include uh, Bluffton, South Adams, Southern Wells, Garrett. Uh, they'll be all at the Garrett invite. In swimming, uh, NA8 will be held at Norwell. Tuesday the 16th, girls basketball, Adams Central at Eastbrook. Snyder will be at Belmont. And Jay County will be at Norwell. Fort Recovery at South Adams, West Dell at Southern Wells. In boys basketball, it would be Whitco at AC. In wrestling, Belmont will be at Carroll, and that will be our last dual meet that uh, we will cover on WZBD for the season before we get into the tournament season. Also in wrestling, Bluffton at Angola. In swimming, DeKalb will be at Belmont. Huntington North will be at Norwell. And Wednesday the 17th in wrestling, it will be Norwell at South Adams. And that is the Adams Memorial Hospital preview. Okay, we'll take another break. Be back with our From the Archives right after this. Welcome back to Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. It's now time for Whistle Stop from the Archives. Rex, have you ever stopped over at the Whistle Stop? I have not, Bob, and I'm ashamed of myself because I drive by it about 50 times a week. So it's between my house and the high school. So I, I have stopped in there a couple of times, and if you're looking for something that's uh, it, that's hobbyish, I mean... Hobby-ish, to, is that hobby-ish a word? Hobby-ish, or, or has to do with the hobby, yeah. man, they have it. I mean, they've got a little bit of... They've got model trains. They've got models. They've got... Uh, Needlepoint uh, supplies uh, and things uh, like that. Oh, yeah, oh, they've right. got all kinds of stuff yeah. in there. And yeah. I think they do alterations as well, because one of my daughters took something there, so... You know, we we are fortunate uh, that 
two of the schools in Adams County and two of the schools in Wells County are in the ACAC. Um, very strong small school conference. And over the years, Rex, we have, we have uh, uh, played in many great venues. We played at both of the uh, minor league stadiums in, in um, Fort Wayne. We played football at Ball State. We used to play down at the uh, 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 Hoosier Dome, I think, when it was there. Um, this was all due to the ACAC, and, and they love doing things for the kids. And every year they have this uh, drawing for the ACAC tourney. They have it before Christmas, and, of course, then the ACAC comes usually the second week of uh, January, like this week. Uh, the boys' part of the tournament dates back to 1924. So this was, is the ninety, actually the 95th year for it. Technically the oldest conference in the state, correct? It is the oldest conference tourney in the state, and it's second only to the state tourney, which goes back about 13 more years. The first state tourney was 1911. Uh, they didn't recognize the first state tourney until 1957 because the IHSAA didn't sanction it. It was actually sanctioned by the IU Varsity Club. And, uh, but anyway, they, they, it took them until 1957 to recognize that that you know, it was the first state championship, but been a number of different schools for the boys. And I was just trying to go through here uh, earlier and add it up. Uh, Hoagland won like seven titles. Uh, Leo won 21. And their first title didn't come until 1940. But since between 1940 and 2015, they won 21, at one, 20, won 21 of the titles. But uh, listen to the different schools here that have been in the uh, ACAC. It was called the Allen County Athletic Conference, basically, because it was all the schools outside of Fort Wayne. So it would have included, like, Lafayette Central and, and uh, Harlan, Woodburn, um, Arcola, Huntertown, uh, just right on down the list, uh, New Haven. Now there are more county, there are more schools outside of Outside Allen county, county, and then <laughs> there is in, inside. But, but anyway, uh, at one point in time, schools like Eastside, Cherubusco, we're all in this uh, uh, tourney, so it really kind of stretched, you know, from here to there. Uh, Southern Wells, farther school south, and uh, I believe Woodland would probably be the, f the farthest school north left in it. But New Haven was in it, Huntertown was in it, Lafayette Central, uh, Monroeville, looking on down here, Hoagland, Elmhurst, of course, Leah, Woodburn. Uh, looking on down through here, just a number of different schools. There are very few... There are very few conferences that last as long. Granted, it's changed and, and uh, kind of morphed in, into what it is today over the years, but uh, very few conferences can claim any place near this. And, and basically, uh, you know, it, it all dates back. Most of the conferences date back to the consolidations in the late 50s and the 60s. Uh, but this one survived all that, and here we are 95 years later, and it's still here. Uh, I think Leo with 21 leads the uh, the boys. Uh, South Adams has won it twice. Adams Central's won it once. Southern Wells has won it once. Carroll's won it a couple of times. So there's been a lot of a lot of schools in it. As far as, as the girls go, Leo uh, before they joined the NE8 won 14 titles in that. Uh, Heritage won a number of titles. Woodland has won a number of titles. Uh, Garrett was in the uh, conference for a while. They won four. Adam Central's won one, and Eastside has won one. The Southern Wells girls have never won it. Um, so 
the girls since 1975, the boys since 1924, and uh, you know I think that's uh, that's that's really quite quite the achievement. Uh, as you look down the age of some of the conferences, like I said, they just didn't didn't last that long. And uh, we were talking before uh, we talked quite a bit before the NE8 came came into being and the changes in the ACAC with with uh, Leo leaving, uh, uh, Carol and and. Uh, Homestead joining the Summit Athletic Conference along with the other big schools up there. In uh, some sports, uh, Carroll did not join the Summit Athletic Conference in wrestling. Yes. They're conference-less. Conference-less. I like that. No conference. Um, so anyway, it's quite the, quite the achievement. And, uh, you, you know, it's it's changed over the years. They used to play at the Coliseum, and the, the rent got up, and the crowds were starting to drop off, so they decided to play it at uh, host schools, uh, the first round, the second round, uh, at another host school, and then the finals at South Adams the last several years. Uh, I think it's worked out really well. And judging from the crowds we had the other night, uh, still a lot of interest in this in, in this tourney. And the, the nice thing about it is it brings some natural rival, rivalries into, into play because you, you have here in, the, in the, uh, the south part of the conference, you've got South Adams, Adams Central, Bluffton, and Southern Wells. And uh, now Jay County, a little farther south, they, they may not have been uh, much uh, of a rival before just simply because the schools didn't play them. But now, uh, I know uh, Adam Central have only played, uh, I think, Jay County like five times over the years. They've never beaten them in boys basketball. But uh, uh, it did, it, you know, you had the rivalries between Bluffton and South Adams and Bluffton and Adams Central and Bluffton and Southern Wells and the same thing for the other schools uh, reverse. Uh, so it, it has survived because, I think, of the rivalries between those schools. Now, Bob, um, before we finish up the, uh, your ACAC, I have something to add about from the archives. So uh, another little tidbit that we can talk about. So as we finish up the um, basketball, I, I got some archive for wrestling that's kind of interesting that a lot of people probably don't know about. So Okay, well, let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, Saturday at the main event, um, one of my refereeing buddies, Keith Mumaw from Miss Sinwa, came over and started talking to me. He said, I'm kind of tired. He said, we had the girls wrestling regional last night. Really? Um, I guess last year they started it. Um, it has been getting bigger and bigger, and they're trying to find more ways for the girls to wrestle on their own without um, having to wrestle against boys. Um, last year, they had the regionals and the state. Um, I know that locally from our area, a girl from Columbus City, this uh, Mallory Engel, who we saw wrestle in the dual meet, um, won. She was a girl state champion. He said that they have a regional and they have the state finals. Um, this year, he said the northern region, which is every almost from the northern half of the state, came together. He said they had 108 girls wrestling. He said Penn High School brought 23 girls. They had enough for a full team. Um, a lot of girls in the area um, participated. Um, he said the southern region, not as many. There's only 40 girls there, but the... The girls participated at the regional, and I think uh, in two weeks the girls' state finals will be coming up. I think it's about the same time the conference is, because I know I think one time a girl wrestled the night before, and she was wrestling in the conference, and everybody in the tournament got an extra pound allowance, because if one person wrestles the day before and they have to make weight, they give them a pound allowance. But um, 
He said that they're looking. He thinks he heard that maybe in two years it may be an IHSAA sanctioned sport. Really? He said, I think they're trying to put girls lacrosse in or lacrosse for both boys and girls in. And when they get lacrosse in, then they'll focus on getting girls wrestling in as a sport. So uh, people listening out there may, may be news to them. Some people probably think, God, Rex, why didn't you know that before? Everybody knows that. But I was enlightened to it. I knew they had a state tournament last year, but uh, for the fact that they're actually entertaining uh, making girls wrestling an IHSAA-sanctioned sport, I think, is groundbreaking. So opposite of historic values from the from the archives going forward, um, having girls wrestling when for years and years and years since the beginning of time, uh, boys is... Uh, wrestling for boys was an individual sport just for boys. So it's kind of interesting. Well, you know, we saw that several years ago with soccer. I mean, it was the same kind of thing. Uh, soccer, obviously, uh, popular worldwide. And uh, the Decatur uh, soccer program up there draws eight 900 kids every year. Uh, and and uh, Belmont, I know, had, had it was a club sport there for a while. My son participated in it. And it eventually became a varsity sport there. Uh so I, I could see other schools, and, and, you know, I was thinking about this. We've had, I think, maybe over the last few years, maybe three girl kickers in football, mm -hmm. and they've all been fairly fairly good. And the, and the uh, uh, Springer girl this year from Adam Central had a, had a pretty decent year. Uh, she's not very big, but she can kick the football. And, uh, you, you know, I've often wondered about uh, – uh, I think you and I were, were – I, I don't know if I want to call it lucky, but uh, maybe fortunate in having uh, boys and girls – uh, as as children, so you got a little taste mm -hmm. of each. But uh, as as far as you know, participation uh, per participating in sports and different things. But uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of dads out there with with uh, that were active in sports in high school uh, that that have daughters. I like to see them get involved in sports. And of course, we see that uh, in uh, in in basketball. Now we see it some in football. Uh, so why not why not have wrestling? And and we've seen a few girl wrestlers over the years. Well. Indiana girls wrestlers are very well represented. Um, a few years back, uh, when we still wrestled the team state, Belmont wrestled uh, Penn High School, and they had a young lady wrestling firm named Sarah Hildebrand. And she wrestled, when we wrestled Belmont, she defeated one of the Belmont wrestlers. She had brothers that wrestled, and she was very good. Um, Sarah Hildebrand went on to wrestle. There's about six colleges in the nation that have female wrestling. Um, she wrestled for King's College out of Kentucky. And uh, she was a national champion. She was like a three-time national champion, NCAA Division One. They just have one division. Um, then a few years after that, Kayla Miracle from um, uh, Culver Military Academy was the first girl to qualify for the boys' state championship. She wrestled in the first match round and was defeated 2-1 to one in overtime by a very good wrestler from Garrett named, uh, I can't think of his first name, his last name is Lee, Kayla Miracle then went on and wrestled at King's College, um, very successful. Now, the U.S. Olympic team is represented. We have two girls from Indiana, Sarah Hildebrand and Kayla Miracle, are both on the world uh, traveling team wrestling, uh, competing for in the Olympics for the United States. So that's two girls from Indiana that are on the national team, and a lot of times a lot of states can't, can't get more than one person on it. So we're very well represented by girls from Indiana or women now. You know, I think, too, that uh, these these sports help these smaller colleges. Uh, I've got a uh, – my son, my grandson, rather, played uh, 
rugby four years at, at uh, Carroll High School. They've got a huge rug, rugby club up there. It's not recognized as an IHSAA sport, but it's one of those things that's becoming uh, more and more popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a niece that went to Penn High School. And she played rugby, and they won. They they won the Indiana state title in whatever class they're in, and they have classes just like they do mm-hmm. in uh, IHSAA sports. And th- they won the big school class. They they had uh, uh, matter of fact, they had a couple of different teams uh, that that both were basically winning state championships. But she played. Uh, she went to Daven- Davenport College in Michigan, mm-hmm. and they just won a national title here. Uh, they beat Notre Dame in the final. I mean, you've got little Davenport College with. I, I don't know, maybe four or 500 students beating a school like Notre Dame in rugby. Well, my daughter played soccer up at Davenport University in Grand Rapids, and it is a fantastic facility. It's kind of a newer college. Their facilities are awesome. They had an AstroTurf field where they played soccer, and their indoor fields were just fantastic as well. But uh, I've been there and seen some of their facilities, and uh, very impressive. But uh, I know maybe sometime Bob will line up will We'll get a hold of somebody from the IHSAA and we'll talk to them about what their process is for adding new sports because they have to take number of students per class, per size that participate. And it's it's a very uh, mathematical process to determine what sports they bring on. And, you know, how it all depends on how hard people lobby for uh, their sport. Um, I I think I may look into that, see if I can get somebody on and, and address that issue. I, I've got a couple of contacts down at the IHSAA that I think I could broach the subject with. It's probably an interesting process. I'm sure you have to have a lot of not only uh, uh, student interest in, in a particular sport because, you know, we've had bowling around for, mm-hmm. for several years, and it's never quite made it. Uh, to that status yet, and I've had people tell me that's the next big thing. That's you know, uh, mm-hmm. Belmont's had a rifle team for years, and uh, you know that's they they compete against other schools. They actually have more rifle state championships than they do wrestling. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, so it's it's just you know I I suppose it's just a matter of uh, 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 y- you're talking sports r- wrestling. You're talking about. Uh, uh, mo- most high schools now have wrestling, so you'd be talking about uh, uh, the boys and girls sharing mats and stuff, different practice times now like they do basketball. Uh, some of the other sports like like uh, uh, rugby or, or uh, lacrosse, you're talking about investing some money in, into, some, in, in, into, some, into a field. I suppose you could probably play them both on the well, same field. With Title IX, you may save some boy sports as well. Yeah, that, that is true. That, that is true. And it wasn't too many years ago we had, we had some schools dropping uh, male sports, so they'd have the same number of female and male sports. So, Okay, we're going to take another break. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Hitcher Stoves High School Sports Weekly. And uh, we do have some Pacer ball game, uh, Pacer ball game coming up afterwards. That's uh, the Pacers in Miami tomorrow night. Matt Commerce and I, myself will be up to uh, Heritage um, for the Heritage and South Adams girls game. Um, and then Saturday is the finals. Now the our uh, sister station in Portland will be carrying the. Uh, Adam Central and Jay County matches tomorrow night, and they do did move those from Friday to Thursday because we're expecting some bad weather. Although uh, Steve just informed us that it may not be as bad as what they predicted, and it might be worse south of here. Well, I heard they had to move the storm back because all the stores were out of bread and milk. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, but anyway, I'm sure we'll see that uh, all the uh, store parking lots will be filled this the next couple of days on account of the storm coming up. Um, 
we lived in Indianapolis when that big blizzard hit in 77 or 78. 78. And uh, I had two little kids, and one of them was in diapers. And, uh, of course, they predicted this major snowstorm. And we needed some diapers, so I went to buy them, and it was crazy nuts in the store. I mean, just absolutely nuts. And I saw somebody, oh, I got interviewed for TV. That's what it was. I got one of the TV stations come up and said, are you socking up for the storm? And I said, no, my kid needs diapers. He's, well, you know. people as old as me, Bob, remember that 1978, that happened right before the conference tournament. And I was trying to cut weight, and the roof of Belmont High School collapsed and caved in. And we were out of school for about two weeks before we could get back in. So we were trying to keep our weight down, and they wouldn't allow us into the building. And finally... They sectioned off part of the building so they could do the work, and they let us into the gym and wrestle because we had to go do the conference tournament, and we only had a couple of days of practice for to get down to weight before we went up to it, and it was not easy. So 78 was a tough year. 78's year, I wrestled in the state finals, but uh, uh, it was not an easy season as we had some tough way to go with the blizzard. You know, I don't remember if it was 77 or 78. It might have been the year before the big blizzard, but there was, there was actually a coal shortage, and back then most of the electrical generating stations used coal. And so they were coming around. Uh, I worked at a lumber yard in Indianapolis then, and they were coming around and uh, basically telling people, uh, don't turn your lights on. In, in the evening, we had to shut our parking, lights, uh, parking lot lights off. And uh, anyway, uh, there were actually areas where the, the uh, basketball sectionals got delayed, mm. and they were delayed in some, in some cases two or three weeks. So the IHSAA allowed teams to play an extra game or two, or three, I guess, uh, during that period of time so they could stay in shape for the, the sectionals that coming up. And one oddity happened, there was actually a team, uh, Lewis Cass, played, was undefeated during the regular season, played two games after the regular season was over and lost them both. <laughs> and uh, on that team was Ted Kitchell, who w- later would play at uh, IU on, on one of their national Did they count those as losses since the season? Well, yeah, over? they counted them as losses because, you know, you got to take it as it is. You can't uh, – yeah, there's a winner and a loser in a ball game, you now, know. You see how it is, Bob, when you and I start talking, we instantly go back into the back into the archives. Yeah, again. and people are going, I wasn't even born in. Why are you talking about this stuff? But somebody Steve, got, somebody's got to listen to us. Steve's sitting over here shaking his head. We because, have a captive audience. We'll yes, one. yes, we do. Yeah, he's sitting here shaking his head. I remember that well. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's uh, you know my my kids now are in their forties. So if that gives you any indication of how long ago that's been, well, I've been married thirty five years, so I could have kids in their mid thirties, but uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married forty five years, and I do, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately for them, because they're getting to that middle age now, you know. <laughs> I'm beyond that. Unfortunately, so. <laughs> you're their father. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for them, maybe I, I don't. I don't know. But uh, so anyway, uh, another little, just a little bit of trivia coming out of that, uh, out of that time period. You know, we lived in uh, uh, we uh, we lived in uh, Indianapolis in '78 when the blizzard hit. Um, in '77, we lived in Lafayette, and they had a they had a blizzard that basically just hit that part of the state. And on, uh, I believe that's 75 that runs in and out of Lafayette or around Lafayette, they were actually pulling semis out with, with uh, they, they had a big National Guard base there. They were pulling semis out of snowdrifts with tanks. And one sem- semi, actually, the snowdrift was so deep, it was one of those where the, the road goes under, so it blew over and it filled up, you know. One of, them, one of the drifts was so deep that a, a tank actually drove over the top of a semi-trailer. <laughs> so. Well, I remember, Bob, I, I remember... The only way you get around is you just get out and walk. So yeah. you got your clothes on and went out and walked. There's places where the, the bare pavement was showing, and then you'd see a big drift, and you'd look, and there would be a car underneath. I mean, whoever <laughs> drifts 
eight ten foot tall. We, it, never in my life since that time that have I seen the drifts like that. But it well, was, that it was that seventy seven year we we lived about. Uh, uh, a, a block or so away from a shopping center, and I would walk over Sunday morning and get my newspaper. And uh, I had trouble getting my car started, and it seemed terribly cold that morning. So I put the jumper on it, or put the uh, charger on it, and I thought, well, I'll walk across and get get a paper. By the time I got back, I was nearly froze. The wind chill factor was, I don't remember exactly, but it was in excess of minus 30. <laughs> and uh, that's, you know, that's pretty cold. But my car did start eventually <laughs> no place to go no place it, to go but yeah it was shut down but, but yeah started. that was about the coldest i remember it uh, ever being in in you know in my short life so but that's getting away from sports and we need to uh we ought to pick a couple of games i guess since we're closing in on uh four minutes to seven here and we've got pacer at pacers at seven um tomorrow night we have the uh, south adams girls and the heritage girls and we also have uh, the AC boys and girls taking on the Jay County boys and girls. Well, I think uh, I'll go with the South Adams girls over over uh, Heritage. Heritage, and uh, I'll take the AC boys over Jay County. Okay, and I'll take the Jay County girls over the AC girls. Not going to make the other call. Okay, <laughs> I will. I will agree with you. I think the South Adams girls will beat the Heritage girls. And uh, it ought to be a, it, it was a pretty good game uh, between Jay County and, and Adam Central boys on Saturday night. Uh, and it ought to be another good one. Uh, a, Adam Central was missing their big guy, Dylan Miller. Uh, he had tweaked his ankle, and but he's expected to be back. So that, that might be a change. Part of the problem uh, with uh, Adam Central that night was they did get out-rebounded. And, uh, of course, that will give them a 6'8 kid standing there that uh, ought to be able to pull down a few rebounds. Well, I know that the Jay County girls are one of Belmont girls' losses, I believe. Yes, they are. So I, Jay County girls have kind of been up and down this year, yeah. though. I mean, they've, they've – was they, like their they, first game of the season. And I don't think Belmont played very well, but uh, – you know, that's one yeah, of the three that's losses. that's what it is. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to give uh, give Steve a time here to get things arranged for the uh, Pacer Bowl game and maybe get a message or two in. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And uh, we'll uh, once again, next week, we'll make a valiant effort to try to line up, line up guests and find somebody that's not ill. It's not that we didn't make an effort. It just didn't it, pan it out. It didn't, didn't pan out. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening. So until next week, uh, drive safely and uh, stay warm this week.